Welcome to the Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Okay, everybody, I am so excited for our guest that is joining us today. We are going to be talking all about how to elevate your business with Kajabi and impactful design with Elizabeth Avrianova. Um, Elizabeth is a Kajabi designer and a business mentor who helps female entrepreneurs scale their business and elevate their online presence. She is also a new mom, just like I am. So um, we're both here in the same boat with uh, managing mom life and business life. And so I'm sure we'll have some of that integrated in today's conversation. So thank you so much for joining us today, Elizabeth. Um, We're super excited to have you. And I would just really love for you to um, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, talk about, you know, your own story and how you got where you're at today with your business. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm excited to share my journey and just talk about, you know, all things Kajabi eventually. Uh, So I am a designer, web designer, brand designer. I also have a background in architecture and I started my business originally 10 years ago. And it was at this time when I had just graduated from university and not, it was not a great job market for architecture. And long story short, I ended up in the online space trying to figure out, you know, how can I use my design skills basically to make money online? And, you know, that was the very early start of our business. And I say our, um, because it's also my husband, he's also an architect. And so we were in the same boat and that, that was the start of our business. So it was 10 years ago. It also ties into my personal story where it was the same time I had met my husband actually, and he's from Europe. And so in the very beginning, that was how I ended up moving to Europe. If you know my story, I've, I've lived here now over a decade, but that was sort of, as you say, you, you followed your heart for love. And so I ended up, you know, across the ocean. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely understand that. So that's how I ended up down in Florida. My husband, oh. I didn't realize your husband was also European as well, but mm. um, where in Europe is your husband from? Well, he He's Russian, um, oh. but we're living in Latvia small country. Okay. Yeah. So my husband, I mentioned he's from Moldova, but um, coincidentally, a lot of people don't know where Moldova was, but it used to be a part of the USSR. Mm -hmm. So he always just defaults to I'm Russian just to make it easy to not have to explain where Moldova is every single time. So I didn't realize that too, that we also had that in common as well. So yeah. yeah. Do you speak Russian at all? Have you picked up on it? And so that's a big thing is in this country, it's, uh, it's almost everybody speaks Russian and everybody speaks Latvia. Uh That's simplification. So some people might get mad at me for saying that, but um, so so I've had to learn both languages mm-hmm. and I'm not like completely fluent, but yeah, I am um, learning Russian. I speak. Okay. I'm learning Latvian. I speak a lot better with that. Mm-hmm. And my son, so I have two children, but my older son is already fluent in Russian. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Russian is very, very hard for me to pick up on, but we're hoping our, our son will be able to be fluent um, oh, yeah, so either Russian or Romanian. So um, anyways, continue with your story. I just had to just <laughs> definitely dive in there because I was like, oh, what a coincidental similarity that does not happen often. <laughs> so right. It is. And it was, a, it was a huge part of my journey of being an online entrepreneur. Yeah. It's 
also falls into, I was able to live abroad. I was able to build a business really anywhere. And our business went through a phase where we did the digital nomad thing. We took our work with us with laptops. We traveled, you know, to lots of different countries and ran our design business in that way. Then we ended up sort of staying in one place for a while. And we actually had got like a physical office in the city center, Regalapia. And we've been through different phases of that. And then there was a phase of our business where it actually helped fund fund our graduate studies. And we, we ended up moving to Italy for a few years and yeah, and, and went to nice. Milan and studied in Milan there. So that's amazing. Italy. I love, I've been to Italy a couple of times and that's probably one of my favorite places that I've traveled. So very, very cool that you've gotten to move abroad and that your business has allowed that to happen. Right. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I started mine was to have that location independence. And it allowed me to also accommodate the lifestyle that we needed. Um, and you know, where my husband needed to be for his job and things of that nature too. So it's just really allowed for us to have a, a lot more of a flexible lifestyle. Um, than we would have if, you know, hadn't had my business in a remote based type of environment. So yeah, exactly. I mean, super long story short, you know, that's the why of how, what we do is the freedom, the flexibility and, and being able to do what we love. Yeah. And you have kids as well too, right? So it makes it a lot easier too, for probably to manage. Well, not that, you know, ever having a child or raising children is easy, but it adds for some flexibility to make it a little, you know, less stressful because you do have the ability to adapt and manipulate your schedule um, as needed to accommodate, you know, raising children. So yeah, absolutely. It's allowed that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, you know, something that we always talk about on our team is, is having a lean business and lean systems. And so we always recommend that business owners don't use, you know, a ton of different tools and platforms because that inevitably will lead to messy systems and overwhelm and confusion for team and or clients. So, you know, for example, we always recommend ClickUp as our project management tool, because, you know, it has the ability to replace other platforms like Miro and Google docs and being able to stay mainly within one platform every day really helps to boost our productivity and prevents things from getting lost. So I would love for you to speak on some ways that Kajabi can help entrepreneurs streamline their business and utilize fewer platforms because Kajabi, I know has really, you know, it's become kind of like an all-in-one tool for things like marketing and course, and um, even a little bit of community, I think now. So I I would love to hear um, just how you would really recommend entrepreneurs either getting started or um, ways that it really helps them to streamline those systems in the back end. Yeah. So a big issue that we see when people come to us is that they're using multiple tools and they're probably using a certain platform for their email marketing and they're using a different platform for their payment systems, their invoicing, their contracts, using a different platform for scheduling. You know, they have a lot of different platforms, right? And so they feel overwhelmed by that. There's so many things to log into. They have to connect them. And so a lot of people do come to us and say, you know, I have all these platforms and I've heard of Kajabi can help streamline. And my answer is usually yes, (laughs) you know, and so, you know, there's a lot of different ways Kajabi can help you streamline, but the biggest is just really simplifying your courses, your memberships, your coaching programs, and connecting that all with, you know, your free opt-ins, your free masterclasses, and then tying that all together with your email marketing, and then tying that all together with your payment systems. Those are kind of the biggest things that Kajabi really helps pull together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's an awesome platform. We actually used to, we used Kajabi for a really long time with our business. Um, 
it hosted our course. It was our email marketing tool. It was our payment processor. We used it for a lot of different things. And we just migrated just for preference. And because we were getting ready to dive into a bunch of crazy funnel stuff and we were just trying to use a different platform, but Kajabi is still, I love that tool. It it is so easy to use. I think that's another thing too, is it's such a user-friendly tool that it's just, it's kind of a no brainer in terms of, uh, you know, if you're getting started um, or even if you're seasoned and into your business, like it has the ability to grow and scale with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you just touched on a really great point, which is if you're brand new to online business, it can be a really great tool. And, or if you're a seasoned entrepreneur, it also can be a great tool. And we, and we often see like, you know, seasoned entrepreneurs, maybe you're already making six figures in your business, let's say, and we see them paying for Kajabi every month, but they're not actually using Mm -hmm. it. And so that's kind of an interesting situation to be in where you've got this really powerful tool. You're paying those monthly Kajabi fees, but maybe up to this point, you DIY'd everything, or you're not really embracing like all the possibilities Mm -hmm. of Kajabi. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So another thing that we really pride ourselves on in our business is a good client experience. And we are always making sure that, you know, our client management workflows are streamlined and efficient. They give our clients really a great customer journey. And it's so, so important for, you know, client retention rates and satisfaction, and also just continuing for the conversation for referrals. Um, so how does working with Kajabi help business owners bring an up-leveled experience to their clients? Uh, that's a great question. And I love Kajabi and I love being able to create a really elevated client experience. And it's like the perfect match for a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs. It is a perfect match. And how we like to do that is making sure that every touch point that a client will have in your business is branded. It's intentional. It's, you know, for us, it looks beautiful. It looks very meaningfully designed. It also functions seamlessly. So the functional aspect is there and the beautiful visual aspect is there. And so, for example, in Kajabi, you can create Every single touch point that a client will have when they first discover you up to the point where they, you know, they sign up for your program, you can make sure that it's a branded experience. So for example, from a sales page to they push the button, they go to the checkout page. Okay. It looks nice. It's logical. It's beautiful. They make their payment. Um, and then once they have taken the leap, they've invested in your program, then, you know, we love to create a really beautiful thank you page or welcome page. And then you make sure there's, you know, a nice thank you email attached to the whole process. And then eventually they're inside your program or your course. And that, that also looks branded and beautiful. So kind of that whole experience is elevated and functionally working and it looks beautiful. Yeah. I think one of the the big pieces I loved about Kajabi, especially with the course hosting piece of it was its ability to be customized where it's cohesive to the rest of your brand. I think that was one thing I was like, oh man, it just, it all looks so clean. And so, I mean, it is obviously very functional, but it just looks, you know, very blended with the rest of your business. And like you said, from start to finish, from sales page to checkout, to the course itself, to the emails that you're receiving, it is such a cohesive branded experience for the client. I always feel like that gives, you know, an up-leveled experience to their service, so to speak. So I I totally agree. That was literally probably one of my favorite things was customizing the inside of our course portal. Um, and even being able to do things like customizing the sidebars, I mean, using those as call to actions, if you wanted to, towards other products or services that you may have, um, was something that I also really loved about Kajabi, just being able to have like little micro funnels or calls to actions within your actual course itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of my favorite like, pros of Kajabi. Is, yeah. It's easy to tie in a little upsells or. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, it was really, really awesome. I loved it. And, you know, a huge part, you know, of what we do is always finding the why behind what we do and the strategy behind doing things and making decisions in our business. So kind of tying into that, what are some of the strategy steps business owners can take to evaluate whether or not Kajabi is the right tool for them in their business? Um, you know, what are some of the pros and cons? I know we mentioned it's a good tool for both seasoned and or newbies um, in the business or newbie entrepreneurs. So what would you kind of say um, are some pros and cons or some decision-making checkpoints that you could give us. Yeah. Uh, well, first let's say like, you know, is Kajabi right for you and how do you evaluate it, whether or not it could be a good solution for you? Because I, I do think it's great for a lot of entrepreneurs, but it's not the perfect tool for everyone. Uh, so one good question to ask is, are you comfortable with everything being all in one platform? Some people actually are not, you know, some people, they want to have their main website separate from all the rest of those functionalities that Kajabi can have. So you have to evaluate, are you comfortable with that or are you not comfortable with it? We do have people who love just having one place to go for everything. Another one is, are you tech savvy? If you are tech savvy, there are more advanced tools out there that could work for you. If you're not tech savvy, then Kajabi is a really great solution for that. Um, it can make life easy. Um, another one is, are you design savvy? And this could go either way because Kajabi is easy in terms of design, but I would say to make it really beautiful is not the easiest platform yeah. unless you hire a designer. <laughs> That's where I struggled. I think was, you know, I'm not a designer and I'm not a developer either. So when I really wanted to go and make those custom edits, that's where I struggled too, because I couldn't really figure out how to make it as custom in some of the spots as I had wanted to. And that's just because that's not my quote unquote zone of genius, right? Doing those more developer type customizations. Yeah. And I really, really wish Kajabi would up their game, like in the, I guess, design department of their platform of making it more design friendly. But okay, that is why people come to us is we, you know, help make that design meaningful. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly why we have you. So thank you from those of us that's really struggle with that piece of it. Yeah, yeah. But it can be great to, you know, work with the designer and get your platform up and running. And then what I do here and it is a positive eventually is it's easy to edit. Once your once your design is there, it's still Kajabi makes it easy to edit and support your own. Uh, website after that. So, yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I think you just brought up a really good point too, that we typically struggle with utilizing ClickUp and explaining that to our clients as well. You know, as much as we love it, um, I know that for some people, the platform can feel overwhelming because it is such a feature heavy platform and, you know, it's okay to take things slowly and learn as you go. And there is a bit of a learning curve with it. And I know that Kajabi has so many features and different tools and things within it, since it is more of an all-in-one platform. And I know you actually do, I think you have a freebie about starting out with Kajabi that kind of helps to break those things down. But since Kajabi is also so feature heavy, what advice would you give to somebody just starting out in Kajabi? who's maybe feeling overwhelmed by all of the capabilities, because I know, for example, when we do that, we say, Hey, just because there's all the bells and whistles doesn't mean you have to right out of the gate, use all of them, you know, kind of, you know, work your way into it a little more slowly. So what would you say is a good piece of advice for somebody who's feeling overwhelmed? Yeah. Kajabi, it, it can do so much. And but I would focus on your one paid offer or your one freebie. So make a decision, you know, focus on getting Kajabi up and running, with your first paid offer so that you can, you know, start to make return on your investment or your first free offer so that you can start to, you know, grow your email list and grow your email marketing side of your Kajabi. So, you know, a great place is just focusing on, can you get that first freebie up and running 
or can you get your first paid offer up and running? Awesome. Yeah. I think that's definitely a good place to start because like I mentioned, it has its email marketing of your funnels. You have the course, you have the checkout. And sometimes we get a little bit of a, I try to have that tunnel vision. Okay. Like I try to block out everything else and focus on one specific feature. Um, and a big part for us is, you know, implementing processes for auditing our systems, right? Because as business owners, a lot of the times I feel like our own businesses get neglected the most because we're so focused on serving our clients. We're serving our students, um, that we kind of let our systems and our processes and things in the back end start to slip. And so what are some steps that you would recommend business owners take to, you know, audit their Kajabi or to keep it fresh, to keep it organized, to clean? Is there a certain cadence that you would recommend in terms of going back and kind of like maintenancing anything in Kajabi? Is that something that you guys offer as a service or just have some general recommendations around that? Yeah, absolutely. We, we do a brand audit. And so we have a process that we do for a brand audit and it's tied into, you know, your Kajabi audit. It, it can function very similarly. So we just recently did two brand audits and we were looking at their Kajabi accounts and how often I recommend doing that. First off, yeah, most people never do that. So at least once a year to do this, but, you know, do it now and then do it in six months and, and do a checkup. You know, did you implement everything? But we do a brand audit and I do recommend doing that. Because you want to look for things like broken links, things like old outdated checkouts that maybe as a product you're not even selling anymore. So yeah, we have a process. We do the brand audit. Um, I recommend starting with a visual audit. You know, is your branding clear? Do a visual audit of everything you see. You know, click through everything on your website. Click through all the links on the menus or on the homepage. Uh, because oftentimes some of those don't work. It's very common we see those not working. Um, and then, you know, do a technical audit as well um, from the back end side of Kajabi and just look through, you know, look through old offers or old email templates maybe that you have or old landing pages. Are those up to date or should you, you know, delete them or unpublish them? And yeah, just go through and clean it up. Yeah. I wasn't even in the process of auditing our website, but yesterday I was on there and I clicked a link and it was broken. And I was like, oh crap, this is why we have these things in the back end, right? Because we just, before I was, you know, really diving into systems as much, I was more focused as an OBM and I was so, you know, deep working other clients' businesses that mine was completely neglected. My website never got updated. And that's when I realized I had to start integrating some of those systemizing audits in my business, making sure that there was some type of check-in, whether it's every six months or at least once a year, right? Making sure that we're going in and double checking those links, making sure like the cohesive branding and the visual aspects of it. Because sometimes there's even, I'll, I'll get messages or emails once in a while saying, Hey, just FYI, this looks off on this page, you know, from somebody that's been on our website, you know, out in the internet world. I'm like, Oh crap. Well, thanks for checking that for us guys. That's something we should have caught, but definitely something that you know, with anything else, with any systems or processes in your business, um, you should always find ways to, you know, take a pause and go back and make sure that we're always evaluating those things too. Um, because that also can contribute to client experience, right. Or our ability to secure a potential client, right. If there's something maybe that's not working or cohesive on our website, I mean, I would hate that that would be a reason that somebody wouldn't work with us or potentially pick somebody else over us. But that's another thing to kind of think about too, is how is your brand and how is your company being presented um, to your ideal client, so to speak? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Hey there, quick interruption. So having an online business also means promoting and accepting payments for products, subscriptions, and services. And if you're like me, you want something simple and efficient to help you out with this. 
That's why I use Thrivecart in my business. Thrivecart is more than just a shopping cart platform. It allows you to set up payment plans, recurring subscriptions, coupon codes, and even affiliate programs for your products and services. Thrivecart has saved me so much time and stress in my business when it comes to payment. All you have to do is go to the link below in the show notes and sign up to get started. Alrighty, now let's get back to the show. So on Team EE, obviously we are all about using systems in your business in a way that works best for you. Um, like even when we're doing our ClickUp setups, it's, you know, we give our clients different options as far as, you know, Hey, we built out this type of a project or board for you to two to three different variations. Let us know what works best for you because people have different, you know, ways of absorbing information. And we know that not everything's going to work for everyone. It's always so fun to talk about what works for different people. And I'm curious to know what are some of your favorite productivity hacks that help you stay efficient every day? Just because I know, like we talked about prior to recording, you know, we're both new mom. Well, I'm a new mom. You're a new mom to a second child (laughs) and you know, you're working remotely and I'm assuming at home with your kids too. And so what are some ways and I guess tips that you would give people um, to be more productive in their day to day? Maybe Kajabi plays a part in that. And what are you doing to help you be a little bit more efficient in your day to day? Yeah. Well, my biggest tip, which is something I learned when I had my first child a couple of years ago, which is when I sit down and I'm okay, I'm ready to work on my business. I focus on the result that I want for a task instead of just focusing on the process of it. So you'll probably love this, but I, you know, I don't focus. Actually, I'm already loving your answer and you haven't even finished yet. So So I focus on the result I want. So, you know, it would be like, okay, work on my Kajabi website, you know, instead of putting that on my calendar, like, okay, Thursday, work on my Kajabi website. That's a pretty vague open-ended task and it doesn't have a specific result. So I would instead, now I'd say, okay, I'm going to focus on the result, which is, let's say, set up, you know, my Kajabi offer and checkout for three new packages for this offer I'm creating. And that's the result I want is by the end of that work time. And, you know, and right now with a baby, it's a yeah. very short amount of work time. We understand. <laughs> so I want this result. And so I do what I need to do to get that mm-hmm. result. And that has been one of the biggest like uh, kind of mindset and productivity shifts since I started doing that a few years ago, because before that I would just say, okay, I'm going to work on client work or work on our website. And that was when, you know, before we had children, my husband and I, we would be working, you know, morning till night in our business. So 12 hour days just working because I don't know, we liked it, but you know, that's just what we did. Yeah. And, but I can tell you, oh my gosh, so much wasted time because I was, I was working in that old way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually so interesting that you said that because I think that's been one thing that I've noticed the most since I've had my son is because I have such a limited window of time to get things done. I'm actually so much more productive because I have so little time. And I know that that time I have to take advantage of with something that is really going to move the needle in my business. And so typically even for me, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm obviously we use ClickUp, and that's a, the, where, where our hub is, but I still have, um, you know, a paper planner that I like to write down my big three tasks for the day if not more, um, right now I'm actually planning from a week because my time is kind of all over the place. So I look at my week now and then try to plug it in where I, you know, maybe there's a nap time here or there where I kind of get something done, but I really look after I've written that list down and I really evaluate, okay, which of these tasks is going to serve my business in the biggest way? What is actually going to move the needle forward? Is this just an admin task that can wait? 
or is this something big that's going to bring back some type of ROI or something of that nature? So, um, that's been something that I've really had to focus on is when I'm doing my tasks or when I have that list created, it's really thinking about how is this serving my business? And is this something that I need to be spending my time on right now? Because my time is so limited. So I really, really love that you are results oriented and specific, hyper-specific with the task, because at this point you have to be. And I think if more people took that approach to what they're doing day to day, you know, I think we would all be a lot more productive and be uh, more easily, you know, scaling our business because like what you just mentioned, I was the same. I was, I love working and I'd sit down at the beginning of the day and I'd work late into the evening because my husband was working too. And I was like, well, I might as well be working, but because I had so much time to dedicate to my job, I was not near as productive and I was not getting things done that, you know, I would work on something completely random that wasn't serving my business and versus how I am now. I feel like we've scaled a lot more even since I've had my child because we've been so hyper-focused on what we should and should not be focusing on in our day-to-day, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like a superhuman mom skill, yeah. <laughs> which is you just get productive. You get like 10 times more productive if you have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of joked with my husband the other day because I had a 8 a.m. meeting, which doesn't normally happen. I tried to avoid, you know, early meetings if possible, but you know, I got the baby up at seven and I had, you know, fed him, changed him, done all the, take care of the dogs, did all these things, made breakfast. And, you know, he had kind of rolled out of bed and brushed his teeth. And I was like, compared to what I accomplished in this past hour before my meeting and you were able to just, you know, get your teeth brushed. It was hilarious. You know, it was a joke, but it was so funny because it really is just prior to having a kid, I would have never been that productive first thing in the morning, but now I'm just like, I I have to, because I have no choice. And so you just figure it out and you find a way. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm right there in the same boat with you. So it is a super mom power, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, Elizabeth, (laughs) I really have enjoyed our conversation today. Um, just chatting all things Kajabi, but I would love for you to kind of talk a little bit about ways people can work with you, um, how to get in touch with you guys, if they're interested, need some support, because like we mentioned, you know, Kajabi can be a powerhouse and there's lots of different ways to utilize it. And I want to make sure that for the people that, you know, maybe are feeling overwhelmed or maybe just don't have the time to focus and dedicate the time and energy that they need to really flush it out in the way that they need. Um, how can you all help support them? Definitely. So if you enjoy you know, this episode and if you're thinking about Kajabi, but you're not sure where to start, we do have a great freebie. So you can go download it at studioclassica.com forward slash Kajabi dash checklist. And it's the you know essential checklist for getting up and running with Kajabi. And so it has the first, you know, I think eight or 10 steps to do if you're just getting started with Kajabi and it really gets a good foundation so that then you can, you know, go forward with building out all the aspects of Kajabi. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll, we'll make sure to link that in the show notes too, for any of you guys that maybe aren't near a computer right now. So we'll make sure to have that linked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right now we are focusing, you know, we help entrepreneurs through our VIP design days. That's our biggest focus. And we, you know, on our upcoming VIP days, mm-hmm. we have, you know, mostly Kajabi projects booked and we are, for example, like launching a whole website on one VIP day. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's a project to tackle in a day. You guys are productive. Yeah, so it's our, it's our whole, it's, we are, we are a very productive yes. team and very organized mm-hmm. and, you know, our whole team comes together for these VIP days Yeah, and, you know, it takes a couple preparation days in yeah. advance, but then, um, then it's all about execution and design and 
by the end of the day, you know, the core website pages are ready to launch and your Kajabi is really up and running. That's amazing. That is such, that's so valuable. I think like for me, that's, you know, a hassle whenever I want to make changes to my website or if I want to outsource it, I'm just like, I'm a little impatient in terms of, okay, you know, because I mean, it's a lot of work building a website and it does take time. And I completely understand that. Um, but I wish sometimes when, and this is also kind of like living in a little bit more of a world of instant gratification, we're used to things happening very quickly. Um, so for me, that would be so appealing because, you know, I would just want to, Hey, I've got this brilliant idea. Let's knock it out. So that's awesome. Kind of like an all hands on deck type of situation for you and your team to be able to come in and just knock it out for your client, which is amazing. So awesome. Well, I'm sure you have probably listened to previous podcast episodes and anybody else that's listening, you know, that we are entering the rapid fire questions of our uh, podcast episode. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you a couple rapid fire questions, Elizabeth. Okay. Let's do it. Um, so no pressure. (laughs) Um, first one is what is your favorite meal? Like if it was your last meal, what would you have? Uh, I love vegetarian Mexican food. Oh, nice. Okay. (laughs) I'm a, yeah. And that comes from living in, uh, Europe. So maybe this is not rapid fire, but in in Northern Europe, it's very hard to find good Mexican food. Is it? I love Mexican food. Queso is probably one of my favorite things in the entire world. I love queso so much. Um, What is your favorite book? That's a hard one. This is such a hard question. Maybe top three, maybe top three, if it's easier to narrow down. Yeah, sure. I like my favorite book since forever was uh, Les Mis. Oh yeah. Les Mis Mm -hmm. and um, it's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love also, I loved reading war and peace, mm-hmm. which was a Russian classic and also a big one. Yep. That <laughs> and, is a big one. Um, I think also gone with the wind was a really good favorite. Gone with the wind. Did you read Scarlet's letter? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. It was a long time okay, ago now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love gone with the wind. That's probably in one of my, also my favorite movies too. gone with mm-hmm. the wind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good- yeah. I actually just saw, I think not that long. I think it was last year, the year before the very last surviving cast member passed away. Um, that mm-hmm. literally just within the wow. past year, which was crazy because that was filmed so long ago. So, but wonderful movie, wonderful books. So I totally agree with you on that one. Yay. Um, <laughs> and then what is your favorite part about being a business owner? Favorite part is absolutely the freedom. Just, I need the freedom. Yeah. My favorite part, you know, specifically though, is not having to ask somebody for the day off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Especially now with having a, having a kid, it's just such, I mean, it's, I'm so, so very, very thankful um, for the lifestyle that I'm able mm-hmm. to have to be able to be home with my child and, you know, be there when he needs me. If, and when that, you know, if something comes up or if he gets sick or anything like that, that flexibility is it's a necessity at that point. So I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then last question, um, what was the first career that you dreamed of as a child? So what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, I really wanted to be an architect and be an architecture. Nice. Okay. So you actually did follow that, you know, <laughs> follow that. that is, yeah, that is still the other half of our business is, is architecture. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah. It's, it's a blessing that I was able to do that. Yeah, that is. Uh, mine was a little more complicated. I wanted to be Indiana Jones, so I don't think that was oh, going to complicated. Happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a little more complicated. I don't think that was going to happen. Um, you know, I could have gone down the archaeology route, but that did not happen either. But uh, but yeah, that was my that was my dream as a child to be just like Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's a big um, adventure. Yeah. 
Um, well, Elizabeth, that is the last rapid fire question. Um, but I just want to say thank you again just so much for joining us for this podcast episode today. It was, it was so nice just um, being able to relate to on so many different levels with somebody, um, you know, both personally and professionally. So I really appreciate your time today. And for anybody else that wants to connect with Elizabeth, we're linking everything in the show notes, how to connect with her, her checklist. And if you guys have any questions, obviously feel free to reach out to her and we will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you, Courtney. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.